Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in. Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl practices are in the books. All three days of practice have come and gone in Mobile, Alabama. All that's left is the game Saturday at 2.30, which we will certainly check that out as well. Usually not as important from an evaluation standpoint as the practices are, but still will have some um, some football to watch on Saturday at 2.30. I'm not going to be able to watch that one live. I'm going to have to record it and go back and watch it later, but looking forward to that too. Got a wedding this weekend. I'm going to have to be at fired up for it. But right now, we're going to take a look at our Senior Bowl Day 3 standouts. Also going to offer, uh, now that these three practices are in the books, I'm going to talk about the players that I think, the prospects that I think could potentially make sense for the Jaguars in the first round, specifically. That will be at the end of the show after we run through our Day 3 standouts and players I want to talk about we will get into players that I actually think the Jaguars could select with their first pick in the 2023 NFL draft, which is at 24 overall. So I'm excited to get into it. Excited to hear what y'all think. Hit that like and subscribe button here on YouTube. You can also hit the notification bell so you don't miss a show on here. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Really appreciate y'all's support. All right. Jumping into it here. Evan Hull out of uh, Northwestern, I think, has been a really impressive back all week. I think he has gotten better throughout the week. He honestly gives me some Austin Eckler vibes, and he's bigger than Eckler. But the way he moves reminds me of Eckler a little bit. Um, He's certainly got a low center of gravity, good contact balance, good vision. Um, I think he acquitted himself well throughout the week in pass protection. He's consistent with his hands out of the backfield. I think he shows some quickness and explosiveness. I think he's a guy that could potentially, you know, in a certain situation, end up being a 1A type back somewhere. I definitely think he can be a 1B with his skill set as a pass catcher, blocker, and runner. I think he's really interesting. And again, uh, a little under six feet, 214 pounds. He's got size, but he he moves like a guy who's smaller than that. So I think Evan Hull stood out uh, plenty. I think he's a guy that probably is going to get early day three consideration. I don't think he's probably going to go on day two, but uh, we'll continue to monitor his, his progress throughout draft season here. Another player, and I'm going to run through players here at the beginning that I haven't really talked about as much throughout the week. And then I'll finish up with players who have consistently uh, stood out for me a little bit more. Um, Colorado State receiver Grant DeBose. He has been really, really impressive to me. He's six foot two, 204 pounds. And it hasn't been um, like every single rep that he's winning. But when he does win, you see explosiveness, you see twitch. And you see him having some ball tracking and ball skills 
uh, some length to go attack the football. Again, 6'2", 204, with the type of um, athleticism that he brings to the field. I think Grant DeBose is a guy that could definitely make it in the NFL, can definitely uh, be a a day three pick that comes in, makes your roster, and potentially carves out a role for him himself. Uh, and again, 6'2", 204, you've got size to come in and kind of be a possession-type receiver. I didn't see him put much on the ground this week. I have not watched his tape, um, his uh, college tape, but definitely something I'm going to get into after the Senior Bowl's over and we get into next week. And I think I said he was... Um, Colorado State, but he's Charlotte, Charlotte 49ers. Um, and I'm just checking on to see about his drops throughout his career right now because I didn't see him put much on the ground at all. So just wanting to check that out to see were his hands consistent, as consistent as I have seen them uh, this week. Uh, no, his, his drop percentage is slightly high throughout his career. Six drops in 2022, 8.7% drop rate. Uh, that's not horrible. That's not like undraftable by any stretch. There's going to be guys that get drafted earlier than Grant DeBose that have a worse drop rate than that for for sure. Uh, so yeah, he stood out for me. Like the size, like the athleticism, like the ball skills, and he's he's made plays throughout the week. Another guy who just has caught everything thrown his way is tight end Payne Durham out of Purdue. Uh, this guy, he's been. Seriously, like yesterday, he caught everything thrown his way, whether he was in a contested catch situation, defender draped all over him, whether he was able to create some separation with his movement skills. But Payne Durham out of Purdue, he's six foot five, weighed in at 258, has 33 and a quarter inch arms. He's long, um, he's big, uh, and again, was catching everything thrown his way. He's got the ball st- skills, he's got the extension to go catch some of these balls away from his frame, which you really like to see. Now, is Payne Durham going to be an elite athlete? Is he going to be a plus athlete at the tight end position? I don't think so, but a guy you can probably get on day three that will come in and be a willing blocker and and a reliable set of hands. So uh, maybe similar to Charlie Kolar last year a little bit, Payne Durham, uh, in my opinion. Just caught everything thrown at him yesterday. Anthony Johnson. The corner out of Virginia has stood out throughout the week, and I got more eyes on him. I was more focused on him yesterday. Uh, but he's got size and athleticism and length that you're looking for. Uh, six foot, a little over six foot, um, 207. 32 and 7 eighths inch of an arm. So almost 33 inch arms at the cornerback position is extreme length. That's awesome. Uh, and you've seen his length. You've seen him be able to use his length, getting into the body of opposing receivers with those hands, uh, redirecting them and getting them off their their track. And it's been really fun to see for for Anthony Johnson this this week because I hadn't watched him prior to getting into Senior Bowl. So that's another player I'm going to have to go back and watch. Um, Palmer, Trey Palmer out of Nebraska has flashed. He doesn't always look like the smoothest athlete to me, but then there's other moments where he just will give somebody a quick hesitation or a quick shoulder fake or something like that, and he's gone. Like you saw him get JL Skinner from Boise State, the safety who's six foot four, uh, easily earlier in the week. But I, I just wanted to say I think he has flashed. Trey Palmer has flashed. He's six foot one ninety three, so can he play on the outside? It looks like he probably can. I think he can bring some speed, some deep threat to that to that spot. 
if that's what you're looking for um, in the draft. KJ Henry out of Clemson had a good day three. The edge rusher who I have I had had pretty good exposure to prior to the Senior Bowl uh, had like a early fourth early day day three grade on KJ Henry. He's six foot four, two hundred forty seven pounds, so a little light. Thirty two and three quarters inch arms, so a little bit uh, a little bit shorter than what you're looking for from the arm length perspective, but nothing debilitating at 32 and three quarters, um, 10 and one quarter hand. So he's got good hand size. You like to see that. I just thought he popped a good bit on day three, saw him bend around the edge and, and get a would be sack, saw him bull rush, uh, and, and an offensive tackle back into the quarterback. So you saw a little bit of a repertoire from KJ Henry, um, on day three. This is a guy who I think is going to end up being drafted, you know, late day two, probably more likely day three, and end up making a roster and being someone who you can count on uh, throughout their their early part of their career as a rotational edge. All right, next up, we've got the Northwestern kid, the defensive lineman out of Northwestern. I'm not going to pretend that I know how to pronounce his name, but each of his two names start with A-D-E, so I'm going to call him Ade. Uh, but yeah, kid out of Northwestern, defensive lineman. He's been wrecking shop. Uh, really fun, really fun. Um, he's he's short for the defensive tackle spot. He's uh, so he's got some natural leverage up on, on the defensive line. Yeah, under six foot two, two hundred eighty four pounds, and he has thirty four inch arms and massive uh, hands at at almost eleven inches. So he was just getting into the body of some of these uh, offensive linemen and just blowing them up into the backfield. He's using his natural leverage, his power, his length, his grip strength, his, his hand strength to just blow, blow people off the ball. Really explosive, really powerful, uh, great length. He's a guy who I think a team might see what he can do and him end up becoming a day two pick um, thanks to, again, when you have natural leverage, because you're shorter than the guys at your spot, and you have a length advantage on most of them, that's going to be something that's difficult for, for offensive linemen to deal with at the next level. And it looks like he has explosiveness, and it looks like he knows how to use uh, the tools that God gave him there. Again, that's Ade. I'm not going to pretend that I can pronounce his entire name. It looks like Adetomiwa. Adabawaree. I'm sure that was awful, and I apologize for subjecting y'all to that. But we'll just go with Ade, out of Northwestern. Fun kid. Isaiah Foskey, uh, one of the more well-known senior bowlers this year out of Notre Dame, pass rusher. Uh, He's a big physical kid, um, has plenty of athleticism and hustle to his game as well. You usually see him trying to win on the inside track or win through offensive tackles, you know, blow them up with a long arm or a long arm or a bull rush or work inside. I saw him working around Jalen Duncan, working that outside track and uh, collapsing the to the quarterback that way in day three of practice, which for Foskey, I think that's something you want to see more of. You want to see him be able to win the inside track and the outside track as a pass rusher. I saw him do that against Jalen Duncan, a guy who for some people he has first round buzz. For me, it's more like 
late day two, early day three, because I think he's incredibly inconsistent. I think there's a lot to work on with Jalen Duncan. But seeing Isaiah Foskey do that against a guy who is athletic and Jalen Duncan, who is um, valued by certain people in the draft community and certainly by some teams, I was impressed by by Isaiah Foskey doing that. And I've been impressed by him all week. Every day, he just makes plays. This is a guy that makes plays. And uh, is he elite in any one specific area? Probably not, but is he going to be a B-plus in a lot of areas for you? I think so. And so that's a guy you want on your football team. And, again, he will make plays against the run. He will make plays as a pass rusher. He will make plays chasing people down the field. He will make plays on special teams. So that's the type of guy you want in your building. Um, Riley Moss, there was one rep where he could tell that – that the outside man and their coverage had, had been beaten and lost his assignment. And he just peeled off Riley Moss peeled off his assignment and went to help out almost made the play in the end zone, but it just kind of showed his understanding of the coverage scheme of how the offense is going to try to attack them. I thought it really showed a high level of football IQ of processing and recognition. So shout out to Riley Moss for that. Again, a guy who, um, has really, really good athleticism out of Iowa. And he's tough. You got to be tough coming from Iowa. If you're going to play DB, if you're going to play any position on defense for Iowa, you have to be a, a tough cookie. And Riley Moss is that, but he also has the smarts and the athleticism to, I think, probably become a starting starting defensive back in the NFL. If you're talking about him with the Jaguars, can he play nickel? Maybe. I think he's going to have the physicality and the the foot quickness to do it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I know I haven't related all these players to the Jaguars today because i um, just trying to get through some of these guys, but... Uh, the the Brown brothers have consistently impressed me. Sydney and Chase, running back and and safety out of Illinois, they're really exciting. If you don't know much about them, I just highly encourage you to go check out their story. And I, I've got Sydney Brown as one of the biggest risers of the week, even though I already had a third on him. Um, Asim Richards, North Carolina offensive lineman, he's been really good. He's been blowing people up. You've seen um, Dennis, the defensive lineman out of Pitt, blowing people up consistently. Uh, Rasheed Rice had an up-and-down week. There were times where it looked like he couldn't separate at all. There were times where it looked like he had the twitch to separate from anyone and the ball skills to go up and get it. Um, Then you also saw him fumble a ball late in practice, so you didn't want to see that from Rasheed Rice. But uh, I think he's had a little bit of an up-and-down week. Not sure how it's going to impact his draft stock, but I still think he's going to be a day two pick and a guy who could potentially make sense for the Jaguars as a possession receiver. But in my opinion, for him to get to the point where you feel comfortable with him as a possession receiver, there's a lot of development that needs to happen. So it probably doesn't make the most sense for the Jaguars from my vantage point. Dontavian Wicks continues to look incredibly athletic. Uh, he's you know 6'1", 210 pounds, I think. And might be the most springy and athletic receiver on the field. And he's got good length. He's just, he's going to end up being underdrafted probably and being a really good player in the NFL. 
Um, Nick Saldaveri out of Old Dominion continued to shine, kind of working his way at the different offensive line spots. He's been doing a lot of different things. Zach Pickens out of South Carolina, he's shown that he's got the explosiveness and the mass to to bully people into the backfield from the defensive interior. You love to see that, obviously. So maybe he's a guy that the Jaguars would be interested in. Going to wrap it up here with Eric Gray, running back out of Oklahoma. He's so shifty, so quick. I think he's going to be underdrafted as well. I have a third on him. I don't think he's going to go until day three, and I think a team is going to get a really good value. Could it be the Jaguars? I do think he has a skill set that could help out what they need in Jacksonville from my vantage point. And now it's time to talk about these first-rounders, potential first-rounders, guys that maybe have some first-round buzz that I think could go in the first round that maybe the Jaguars would actually end up drafting at 24 overall. That's what we're going to get into right now. Uh, I'll go ahead and say, I would be surprised, even though I think Dewan Jones and Osiris Torrance will have first-round buzz and potentially could go in the first round. Um, I have Dewan Jones as a second-round pick. I have Osiris Torrance as a first-round pick. Full disclosure, I don't know if either of them would be like the apple of the Jaguars' eye that early. A, because if you're drafting Dewan Jones in the first round, you're drafting him to compete at right tackle, so you're essentially drafting a swing tackle because that's what you're going to effectively get out of that situation. And assuming that's assuming Jawan Taylor has signed elsewhere. Uh, Osiris Torrance, I think he's fantastic. I think he's going to be a long-time starter. Love his game. Have a first-round grade on him. I just don't know that in, a, in, a, in an offense where you really want to get your offensive lineman out and moving that he makes the most sense with a first-round pick. Uh, I think they would prefer someone, honestly, like John Michael Schmitz, who has dominated the Senior Bowl uh, out of Minnesota and been a fantastic uh, center and guard during his time in uh, Mobile, and he's a big-time big athlete. I think that, honestly, if it was going to be an offensive lineman between those three guys, I think John Michael Schmitz makes the most sense for the Jaguars in the first round because of what they want to do offensively. And so I definitely would not be shocked if they end up going with him um, in the first round. Now, do I think that they're going to go guard? I've already said I don't think they will. Uh, I don't think they're going to go interior offensive line early because, again, you're either getting, uh, you're you're probably just going to end up getting a, a minor upgrade at left guard in year one, and I just don't think that that's really going to be worth it. Because um, I love John Michael Schmitz, I think he's going to be a fantastic pro. But how much better is he going to be than Ben Barch in 2023? I don't think it's like some huge gap. Is my point. So. Would not be shocked to see John Michael Schmitz. I wouldn't predict it. I would be more surprised about Osiris Torrance and Dewan Jones, even though there's a first-round buzz on them, even though I have a first-rounder on Osiris Torrance. I just don't think he looks like a super scheme fit. So now we will get into the guys that I really, really think uh, have a shot to be the Jaguars' pick. At 24 overall, and I've got four names written down. We'll start with Keanu Benton who I initially had a second on uh, after watching him out of Wisconsin. I think he's got the size, the, um, the explosiveness, the hand technique. Like His hands are incredibly active. And he is just constantly in the backfield, constantly blowing people up. I think you bring him into Jacksonville's scheme, and he's a guy that can dominate from the interior for you and really bring a presence that you don't have there yet. Like Devon Hamilton is a very good player. 
Uh, Roy Robertson Harris, if he sticks around, is a good player. Um, um, Foley Fatukasi is a good player, but none of them have the pass rush juice that Keanu Benton brings to the interior, in my opinion. And so I think Keanu Benton would not be shocking to me if the Jaguars are like, all right, we have an opportunity here to really upgrade our interior. And I'll, I'll be honest, I think Benton would, would probably be a second rounder more like for the Jaguars than a first rounder, but I would not be surprised to see him sneak into round one, and I think he does make sense for the Jaguars. But the next three are the three that I think have even more likelihood than Keanu Benton. Again, I just think Benton might be a second rounder. Uh, I'm going to end up with a first round grade on Keanu Benton. I can tell you that, but I think he might be a second rounder. Just because some teams might be like, oh, well, he's not really a three-tech. He's really a nose tackle. Do we really need that in the first round? Um, I think he can do both, which is what's really exciting about him. But this is my top three guys that I think the Jaguars could actually take at 24 overall. It's Will McDonald, pass rusher out of Iowa State. I I did not envision saying this prior to this week, but he's blown me away with his length, with his ability to win on the outside track and the inside track. He's got a bunch of pass rush moves, incredible quickness, explosiveness, length. You bring him in here to be your um, rotational edge rusher behind Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, and maybe you pair him up with Arden Key, DeJuan Smoot, whatever. I think that could be dynamite long-term. I think he just has so much potential in a in a defense that is a it, – it, it evolved from what Todd Bowles does in Tampa. And I think you've seen Todd Bowles use guys with a Will McDonald-type skill set really well. I think Mike Caldwell could do the same thing. Um, my next guy is Keon White, who we've talked about on this channel out of Georgia Tech. Big fan of his game as well. I have a late first on him. If the Jaguars take him at 24 overall, there's probably going to be guys on the board that I have ranked higher, but uh, would not blame them one bit for taking Keon White because he is every bit as as explosive and quick and talented, in my opinion, as Trayvon Walker. He doesn't have the same elite length that Trayvon Walker brings to the field, but I think that's why you see Trayvon Walker being able to play the uh, the edge as a 3-4 outside linebacker a little bit more, and I think you would see Keon White as more of an interior down lineman rusher for the Jaguars, but he could bring incredible disruptive force to the Jaguars' defensive line, for, to their defensive front. He could be a type of player that unlocks a lot of other things for them. And finally, y'all probably already know who I'm going to say right here. Tight end, Luke Musgrave. If the Jaguars elect not to bring back Evan Ingram, if he prices himself out, whatever, even if they just want to create a, a tight end situation that makes it impossible for defenses to cover you. Luke Musgrave out of... Um, out of Oregon State, he is the truth at tight end. He is my tight end one. I'm going to have him above Michael Mayer when it's all said and done. His movement, his size, his ball skills, his track, it is all just top-notch stuff. And I love Luke Musgrave's game. If the Jaguars want to go with him at 24 overall, I am on board for it. But that is going to do it here for my day three of Senior Bowl recap for my uh, little tidbit here at the end of who I think the Jaguars could actually select from from this game in the first round of the draft. So that'll do it. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Hope you have a great, great weekend. Hope you enjoy the Senior Bowl. Hopefully you all enjoyed seeing Trevor Lawrence toss the ball around a little bit last night at the Pro Bowl Game Skills Challenge. Uh, I'm excited for the weekend. Hopefully you are too. Again, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great weekend. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.